Hello out there, and welcome to the latest edition of Volley. Carol and April here, looking for my good friend Seth Robinson. Seth, you out there? Hey, how you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm a little gimpy. Sprained my ankle over the weekend, long weekend, uh, while I was running. So that's a little upsetting. Led me to sitting a lot on the couch and elevating and icing. Not a great way to spend the Memorial Day weekend, but it was raining here, so I got a little bit of solace in the fact that the weather was not cooperating either. It actually sounds like a great way to spend the weekend to me, but uh, I'm I'm more of a sedentary person. (laughs) I wanted to be outdoors, but it was raining and I was gimpy, and it's hopefully a little bit on the mend, but it was a pretty ugly looking injury when I first did it. I swelled up like a beach ball on my ankle, but Mm. uh, it's getting better now. So how are you doing? How was your long weekend? It was good. We were supposed to get rain, but we didn't. Um, and so I was trying to force myself outside to enjoy it because it was really beautiful. And uh, I think all the forcing myself outside made my allergies kick in. There's a lot of stuff in the air around here right now. So I kind of got sick on sa- Sunday um, and stumbled through the last day of it. But it was still a pretty good time. Sounds like we're two hot messes, though, right now. I know. We were sick. Yeah, allergy season is, is uh, out in full force here um almost to the point where you need to keep the windows closed even if it's nice out because you can't breathe not good not good at all but yeah but we have a short week now so that's that's good we do Um, yeah it's a short week and it seems like it's been a little slow I, i haven't seen a whole lot uh that's been super interesting to talk about so we might have a a short podcast here but i thought we could go over Walt Mossberg's final column. That was one thing that hit in the past couple weeks here. And for anyone who doesn't happen to know who Walt Mossberg is, he really introduced the uh, analysis and, and writing about consumer technology. As technology was just beginning to enter the consumer market and as people had PCs in their homes, I think he was one of the first ones that saw this as a real opportunity to share with the masses what this new thing was that was that was going to be coming into their lifestyle. I'm sure you read his stuff and, and were aware of him throughout, you know, not just your time at CompTIA here, but in your previous life as a journalist. Yep. Yeah, no, no, Walt's a, a bit of a legend for sure. Um, Long time Wall Street Journal writer, so um, definitely um Spent many a time reading his column in Wall Street Journal, and, and you know more more recently, his work with Decode with Kara Swisher, who is another bit of a legend in the tech journalism industry. But um, yeah, good. You know, Walt is retiring, so uh, he wrote his last column this week, and uh, it's kind of a large, future-looking piece on where we see consumer technology and technology in general going. It's an interesting read. Yeah, we're going to dig into it here, but as I thought about it, I feel like, you know, his first column was kind of introducing the PC and and saying this this PC is coming, maybe you don't know how to use it and in in some ways I think his last column found us on the the doorstep of another wave of technology coming into our lives and I think that's what he was looking forward into, you know, saying, okay, we've all got PCs, now we've got these other devices. They've certainly become integrated into our daily life in terms of operation. And now we've talked a lot about the Internet of Things, and and the concept behind Internet of Things is that you're giving 
connectivity and intelligence to everyday objects and, and basically the, the physical things that are surrounding you in your life. And so now there's a, an even greater opportunity for life to become digitized. And, and so I thought that his final article was just apropos and really looking forward and uh, I wanted to talk about it with you. Yeah, I found it interesting too. Um, one of the things that stuck out to me is how he, he talked about you know, the fact that we have these waves of you know, hyper-technology activity and then you kind of will go into a slower period and he thinks right now we're actually in a bit of a lull, but right behind that lull is you know, a whole wave of things that are going to be hitting us left and right um, with some of the new, the new emerging technologies that he talks about in depth. And I found that interesting. Uh, that we were kind of, it's the calm before the storm maybe would be a good way to put it. I think that's sort of what he meant. Yeah, we've we've talked a little bit inside CompTIA about the fact that cloud computing has created a platform for new models to be built on um, because that underlying infrastructure has changed so dramatically that leads into new things. And I think those things that he's talking about on the horizon are the things that are being built on top of an understanding of cloud computing. Um, and so I think it's hard to get to artificial intelligence or IoT or a number of other things without an underlying cloud foundation. And I, I would agree that I, I think we've seen that uh, in business, in our membership, that there was a lot of interest in that foundational piece. Uh, and I think it was very accessible. And now as these things are being built on top of it, they're not always as accessible. Uh, they might be meant for uh, certain use cases and, and certain large use cases, and they haven't always trickled down. Uh, and at the same time, I think in the consumer space, we've got an, an explosion of technology with connected appliances and connected doorbells and all, all kinds of things. And those things have to come together in some way to produce this vision of the future that he had, which he called ambient computing, just the fact that it's always around us, it's always going to be there, possibly always listening, always available, and able to do so many more things because it's so tightly integrated, but that leads to some potential issues as well. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, it's a bit daunting. It's both exciting and, and somewhat daunting, at least for me especially, I think about it. I mean, he was talking about some of the things he talked about, are, I think, are great. I mean, if I could have if I could type with my brain, that's the one thing, he, one of the things he talks about. I mean, my, that would make my day so much easier, you know? I could grow my nails as long as I wanted, and, you know, my fingers, I wouldn't get carpal tunnel, and it would be fantastic. Uh, you know, those sort of advances uh, excite me and interest me, uh, but there's certainly this idea, though, that uh, the user itself is not necessarily in charge of what the technology is going to be doing and that it's omnipresent in your life and it's around you and you may not even be seeing it, obviously that evokes all kinds of privacy considerations, at least that's what rattles through my head first and foremost. And of course, you know, security obviously is a huge consideration as well. I think he had a great idea that we have to stop having security be sort of an individual company mandate or an individual company decision and we may have to, you know, have to codify how we deal with security in our federal and state laws. You know, so that, that's a whole other discussion, I think. But, you know, this is one of those concepts, this ambient computing that is both thrilling to think about and very futuristic. And it's like, wow, I can't believe we've come to this place from where even 10, 15 years ago we were with technology to it being kind of scary, too. Mm. Real quick on the typing with your brain, we'll, we'll know that we've really arrived when we can do PowerPoint with our brain. 
Oh, even better. Even Even better. (laughs) So much more possibilities. (laughs) But yeah, I I think that having the technology all around us, we've been saying for a while within CompTIA that we we need to try to raise the technology literacy. People need to be more aware of how technology is put together because it's going to be a part of their lives. And I'm not entirely sure how that plays out. I'm not sure which pieces are going to be the critical ones. I certainly think security and privacy are are one of those. If if it's very difficult to control what's listening or what's being collected, you have to be aware that things could be collected and you have to be aware of like where can you go to find where your information is and, and put some filters in place, control what your technology is doing, especially if it's inside your house, if it's really under your control. I, I think that a lot of that awareness needs to get built because I don't think that people understand it and the the products that they're using aren't really built so that they would need to understand it and and they're not really the manufacturers of those products aren't all that motivated to explain things at this point um so i think there does need to be some amount of of training education awareness being built the other thing that i think about a lot is as technology is getting integrated into the consumer space and as it's becoming part of what we've already done and it's not its own separate function so i go here to do technology i sit at my computer and i've got computer tasks and i need my computer to be more and more powerful i think we've shifted and we've seen this shift um, again a lot in our research and in a lot of discussions over the past few years moving away from talking about technology specs and what the technology can do moving to how well the technology integrates and and maybe how it looks if we're talking about uh, something that we would wear or or something that we would have you know out in our house or or how invisible it is if if it's not something that would be uh, all that out in the open i think those things are becoming more important and the way that we evaluate technology and the way that we talk about it and sell it and and integrate it is is going to change pretty dramatically because the the critical criteria around it are changing. Yeah, we see that in our research um you know just to talk about the the customer experience for instance that is now becoming the selling point for many technologies the end customers simply inter- interested in a as you said the aesthetics how something works and looks in in cases that that matters. Uh, and also, you know, the general experience they have. So say even just working with a, a website um, and you're trying to buy something and your experience easily working with a chatbot, it pops up, answers your question. You don't need to think about how that works um, and what's behind that, but you will, the, the review will be positive if that customer experience is positive. And I think as technology becomes so ubiquitous in our lives, it is going to be all about, as you said, in some cases, the aesthetics, and in other cases, our experience, or they may be one and the same. It's about market fit, and I think that's more difficult to nail down than just having the technology work. And, and I think you're right. We've seen examples of, of this. I think one example would be unified communications, where technically it works, and, and you can have something that's technically feasible, but it's not fitting in with the behavior of a workforce or or the the customs and, and the culture of, of a company. I think you see this in something like Apple Watch, which is a nice piece of technology. Uh, it, it has its own functions, but are you really going to purchase that if you don't already wear a watch? Do you, do you need the functions that that brings 
or can you just live with your smartphone? And I think that we've seen people kind of on both sides of the fence with that one, where, where people really feel like it's helpful because of what they do with their lives, and people that say, I don't need this. Uh, and you know, I'm one that feels like I don't need that, and I don't typically wear a watch. But there might be other things in you know my life, you know my TV or parts of my home uh, that would be helpful to be digitized. But it's going to depend on how well the thing already does the function that I use it for, not does it bring new function into my life, and I'm, am I going to purchase it because it's a standalone piece of technology? And that's something I think very different than what we've been dealing with before. Uh, you know, we've always treated technology as something that stands on its own. And as it becomes ambient here, as it becomes more and more integrated into the consumer space and into everyday life, I think we're going to think about it differently. And, and the adoption curve there may be different than simple than it would be on, on technical feasibility. Well, you, you, you just made me think about something else. And that's, you know, individual taste, okay, and whether or not you want a particular type of technology, the Apple Watch, for instance, or something else. And it leads me to this. As we move to an ambient world and, and, and computing that is ubiquitous, what if you want to unplug? What if you don't want this particular functionality? What if you don't want this feature? What if you don't want to be involved in data collection that's going on behind the walls of whatever, wherever you work or wherever you're walking or whatever's going on. Today, I do feel like you have the, still have the ability to unplug if you want. You can shut things off. You can log off of social media. You can disconnect for a bit. If we truly go to this world that uh, Mossberg is talking about here, I worry that that's going to be a lost option for individuals and what does that mean for society when we uh, are no longer afforded our own choices in terms of how deep and and how much breadth we want to go with technology itself that's a great point uh, you know you can you could purchase something like a smart tv today and maybe the primary thing that you're thinking of is can i watch tv on this can i get to netflix on this you're not necessarily using all of the functionality that it has, and that makes you even less aware of the downside of that functionality. And you know, is it always listening? Is it always gathering data? Where should I go as I'm setting up the TV to try to limit some of those things or to turn them off? It's you know, it's all buried, and it's going to become more buried. And that's where you might see more regulations, more more government stepping in to, to say, here's what manufacturers need to do, here's how they can make consumers aware. And I think there's still opportunity there then for third parties to, mm -hmm. to step in and help build awareness, help configure some of these things. You know, if it's if it's simple plug and play, but then there's all this stuff hiding under the surface that you don't know how to get to, you could have someone in and do a security audit of your home, uh, which is you know something that I don't think anybody's thinking about today. But that's a potential service that we could see in the future. Yeah, I definitely think this could be a boon for you know the channel and other third parties that work in the technology industry. Um, certainly, a plenty of opportunity there for them to help with these things because as we've seen, despite a more technically savvy uh, consumer base out there, people still don't read the fine print about a lot of things. It's just human nature. And to expect the general population to know how to to know what to turn on, what to turn off, to, to get to the level of privacy and security that they individually want, and that also the, the, gener you know, the general population as a whole needs so that you don't have some serious breach going on. You know, we've seen it in all of your security studies. I mean, people just aren't 
it's not that they aren't that smart. It's that they just, they don't think that way and, or they don't have time or, and, and as more and more of our world is now connected and is a, is a digitized type of device, it's not just one thing that they have to focus on. It's a million different things that they might have to focus on. So yeah, there's, there'll probably be, you know, a whole industry will crop up about how to help people navigate the the various uh devices and technology they've got operating within their homes within their businesses within their cars you know you name it it's going to be everywhere Mm -hmm. yeah i think those are real hurdles and um i don't think that they get considered quite as much when i'm when i'm reading about emerging technology when i'm reading about the potential that we might see in the next three to five years I feel like there's not quite enough credit given to how society is going to react and and how quickly people might really integrate these things beyond understanding that it's technically uh, feasible and, and that they could do it. The question becomes, will they do it? And I, I think we've seen a few pieces of technology that have looked really cool but haven't quite made it. And I think that's going to start happening more and more. Um, and so I think eventually we, we approach uh, the vision that he's talking about, uh, but not without you know, some hurdles and some people leading the way. Yep. Brave new worlds, right? I know. One for our kids to worry about. <laughs> Soon enough, we'll, we'll have health concerns beyond uh, rolled ankles and, and allergies and Oh, gosh. And, and our kids will have to worry about uh, the technology that's that's all around them. So we'll, we'll be hooked up to sensors, and they'll be getting beep alerts about whatever is going wrong with us at all times. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, they'll definitely want uh, to want be to, able to turn off those they'll notifications. They'll want the opt-out function on that. <laughs> Alrighty, well, listen, I know uh, we've got a short week here, so enjoy what's left of it, and uh, we will um, we will catch up in uh, in a few. All right, and happy trails to Walt. It's been great reading you all these years. Sure has. Enjoy retirement.